Hello, and welcome to Polk County This Week. Polk County This Week gives you a chance to hear about things happening in our area and a chance to hear from some of the people making news or covering it. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy this edition of Polk County This Week. Polk County This Week is a public affairs presentation of Hall Communications. Former co-host Gretchen Suarez-Pena. She has been a busy little woman since she left the program. Uh, Just a little bit. Going to school, writing plays, performing plays, uh, getting awards, all kind of cool stuff. Just a little busy. Uh, but Gretchen thank you for keeping my. Thank you. Yeah. Good morning. Thank you for keeping my seat warm. Yeah. It's nice to be back. Technically, you are not a former co-host of this. show. That's true. Yes, I was. It was mayhem it in was the AM the back prior then. Show. Yes, ma'am. Laura, yeah. don't take this away from her. <laughs> it's fine. No, she's right. She's right. It's a whole new show now. Polk County Live. Love it. Love it. It is Polk County Live. Well, we're yeah. glad you're here. It's good to see you. Uh, it's good to be here. Hello. Yes. So I, uh, I first her. have to say congratulations. Uh, you have uh, written and star in a one-woman play called Searching for Abuelo. Yes. And you've won some awards for that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Please so, tell us. Yeah. So um, as you know, I am a playwright and yes. I write plays and musicals. And last year, I uh, last fall, I started going to Carnegie Mellon University for my MFA in dramatic writing, which is why I was no longer on the show, among right. other issues, another other reasons. <laughs> um, and I was challenged by a friend to write a one woman show, which I'd never written before. And he goes, you've never performed your own work. And I said, no. And he's like, well, you have to do that. And I said, eh, I don't why do you know. Have to do that? <laughs> he said it would make me a better a writer and he's like you're scared and i'm like absolutely and he said that's ex- that's exactly why you have to do it so last fall i wrote two things that i'd never written before which was a solo show and a children's play i'd never okay. written a children's play before and so this this solo show kind of took off i submitted it to a festival in tampa it got selected um it was one of the six finalists uh for a virtual show called the voices of women theater festival at power stories theater in tampa and it won first prize awesome so now it's been selected for the tampa bay theater festival happening labor day weekend saturday september 2nd at 6 p.m at stageworks theater and i will be performing it live just like Polk County Live, live yes, <laughs> um, at the Tampa Bay Theater Festival uh, to to anybody who would like to attend. We still have tickets. Mm. Yes. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah, so I guess I'll tell you a little bit about it. You want to know a little bit about it? All right. Uh, the title I know, Searching for Abuelo, which yeah. if you don't know Spanish, that means grandpa. Grandpa. which Grandfather. With the line searching like, means searching. Yes. <laughs> Looking, looking. Uh, Yeah. So my maternal grandfather, my my mother's father, uh, passed away, died before uh, my my mother even graduated from high school. It was a month before she graduated from high school that he passed away from a a heart attack. And I never met him. Mm. So but he was the only other artist in my family. He worked in New York City and wanted to be an actor and a writer. I know how much you love New York City, Len. And he insults me constantly. Yeah. So he <laughs> he he was the only other artist in my family. So I, I've always kind of felt connected to him in that way. And so this whole play is about me figuring out who he was, figuring out who I am and kind of finding my voice as an artist um, and also talking a lot about identity. I was born in Puerto Rico, but mm-hmm. I grew up in Lakeland. Um, so, you know, talking a lot about a what different. it is. Yeah, a little, just a little bit different. <laughs> just slightly. Just a little different. Um, talking about identity and searching for who I am as a person and, mm. and whatnot. So, yeah, that's what this show is about. And I, it's interesting because it is very specific, but a lot of people have commented on the fact that 
it it's very relevant to them because either they have a connection to their family members that they you know they've lost or you know they they also deal with you know figuring out who they are in light of their family or mm. in light of where they are they grew up or where they're from so I, I like how people uh, see it that way and feel it that way because I'm sure that wasn't your intent going in. You're just trying to tell the story, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and then people will interpret it that way as uh, you know, oh, that's similar to something that happened to me. Yeah. Mm. So uh, I think that's great when you can uh, reach people that way. Yeah. No, it's uncanny. You know, people will come up to me after the fest, the first festival. People can, you know, were writing me emails and texts and messages saying, oh, you know, this reminded me of my grandfather or my grandmother or my aunt or my uncle or or this is exactly how I feel. I talk a lot about a lot of different topics, so mm. I'm a little taboo. I should say it's PG-15. It's probably <laughs> needs to taboo. be. It needs to be for probably 15 and older. Um, but we'll you con- know, we'll contact the MPA and yeah. you know, get that change. <laughs> oh, get that adjusted. Get that yeah. adjusted. Don't bring your toddler. Yeah, don't bring your child. I mean, if they're you know a sophomore in high school, they're probably going to be fine. <laughs> but you know, maybe not middle school. Mm-hmm. Eh, a very mature eighth grader. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, well, just be careful what you say over there. My son is in the room with you. Yeah, yes. No, no, no. But I oh, talk well, a lot. She knows not, not to, I know. to what not say on the radio. Reminding so. her because yes, no. he's so quiet. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, it talks about a lot of different topics and, you know, growing up and what it means to figure out who you are in light mm. of the people who surround you and where you belong. And I, it, it's, it's very interesting how I, I always say specificity breeds universality. People who the more specific you are, sometimes the more universal the story can become. So I'm really proud of it. Come see it. I do dance. Ooh. Yes, she which, does. Which is <laughs> insane because I framed it in the musical style of bomba, which is the oldest musical and dance genre of Puerto Rico. Mm. And it's a dance that I'd never danced before in my life. So, you know, I made it hard enough for me to do my own solo show that I've never I've never performed my own work before, so I made that difficult for myself. And then also framed it in the dance that I'd never danced before. Mm. Just to make it extra hard. (laughs) You did really good. Thank you. I was impressed. So tell us then... Give us the, the venue again and when and how people can get tickets and come see the play. Absolutely. It's at Stageworks Theater in Tampa. It's on Saturday, September 2nd at 6 p.m. So, you know, early enough that you can, you know, see it and then catch dinner. And afterwards. it's Labor Day weekend. It's Labor Day too. weekend, so you're yeah. you're off on Monday. Exactly. And um, tickets you can get on eventbrite.com, eventbrite, and you can just put in the little search engine searching for Abuelo. Searching for Abuelo, A-B-U-E-L-O. That's right. Searching for a well, actually, probably if you just put searching, it'll probably and pop up. It'll probably pop up because okay. there's not that many shows. There's only like I think six shows going on at the Tampa Bay Theater Festival. Which, if you've never gone, totally go. Mm. There's amazing shows. There's a monologue competition. There's a short play competition. It's it's really quite nice. And this is the second year they're back after the pandemic, so it's nice. gonna be it's gonna be good. Cool. So yeah, Stageworks Theater, Saturday, September second, six p.m. Well, awesome. I just will let me say I'm very proud of you Aww. and uh, the, the hard work uh, that you have put in. It's evident and it's paying off and uh, uh, that makes me really happy Aww. that you were part of this little deal over here. <laughs> Thank you, Len. That's that's warm and fuzzy. <laughs> <laughs> he's well, in his feels again. He's in his feels. I, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to be so cynical, which the news has made me after doing the news for 30 years. Well, um, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> He's doing a better uh, job I'm trying. being less I'm trying. cynical. I'm trying. I don't have a whole lot of faith in humanity because I see the worst of the worst in the news. And uh, yeah. it, it's uh, it's nice to try to 
Get away from that. Yeah. Well, come see a show, and then you can escape from that. I will say I do talk about my other grandfather that I did know. I talk about him briefly, and he uh, is where I get my cynicism from. Uh. I, I say about him, my, my grandfather on my dad's side, that he smelled of Old Spice tobacco and sarcasm. Wow. <laughs> so he was, he, was a, he was a cynical fella. That's a combo. He was a, he was a grumpy okay. guy. But uh, but he he was also he was a great grandfather. He was the only grandfather I knew. But mm. the one on my mom's side, you know, it's kind of this enigma that I've, you know, made into a myth. But you yeah. know, who knows? <laughs> you don't know. The only don't grandfather know. I knew was um, not even my mom's father. It was her stepfather, mm. and uh, so I'm not really related. But uh, he he was high karate, not old spice. So oh, high karate. <laughs> but he, Remember that? Well, and, uh, yeah. He also had the. Uh, Tobacco, high karate, and sarcasm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, and I, I, I should mention that I also do talk about my step-grandfather. So my, my grandmother did have a, a partner for over 35 years, and I talk about him, how he was kind of our pseudo-grandfather. But he had his own children and grandchildren. Mm. Um, so he had he had that on his, his family, but he also kind of treated us like his grandchildren. So I kind of—it's almost like having three grandfathers, but just one that I never met. So, huh. but— yeah, it's 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 very interesting, especially I guess just a shout out to anybody who is Puerto Rican if you're from the island or just grew up here. I think you will especially appreciate it because I talk a lot about the music mm-hmm. and the food mm. and you can appreciate that as well. And I know that we have a pretty large Puerto Rican population in Polk County, so so you yeah, didn't bring us any Puerto Rican food? I know. I'm I so mean, sorry. I'm really disappointed <laughs> yeah, I'm disappointed now. disappointed about that. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's like 740. I'm not going to bring You, you were know. on the show. That's yeah, so true. You I know we brought... eat Anything at any time. I feel like I should do like a what are the what are those scent machines? You know that they can like infuse like a scent or something. Oh, I feel like I should put. So I feel like basically I should she just wants to make us hungry. Well, no, and make I think I should suffer. put that in my Boil. show. Oh, okay. yeah, just like Ooh. In, Ooh. create the ambiance with the there food you go. smells. Ooh. You're gonna have to serve food then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, Dis- Disney does that. Yes. and outside their bakeries, they have oh, all the yeah. smell from the bakery. Just go uh, out into the street. That's what I need to do. Yeah, we do that, but then you have food. For sale after the show. Yeah. If anybody wants to sell food at my show, contact me, playsbygretchen at gmail.com. We can can make an arrangement. Yeah. Just have food and then have some fans behind the food. Yeah. Which I should say, uh, my my social media, Plays by Gretchen, Facebook and Instagram. Okay. I was going to just say, if, uh, you know, anybody wants to find out what we talked about this morning online. Mm -hmm. Yummy. Playsbygretchen.com? No. Plays by Gretchen on Facebook and Instagram. Okay. And GretchenSuarezPena.com. Okay. Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, how's uh, the fam? Great. My son is in fourth grade and I hate it. <laughs> They're so big, these kids. I'm feeling you. Yeah. Hers just started sixth grade. Oh, rough. I'm sorry. Yeah. Rough. He's almost at the point where, don't kiss me, Mom. No, he is. Drop me off four blocks away from the school, please. That's right. Not yet. Not yet. It's getting close. It's time. Thank you, Gretchen. Good. Thank great you. to see you. And go see the play. It's Labor Day weekend, September the 2nd. Uh, Go to Plays by Gretchen on Facebook or Instagram to find out all the information. Thank you. This program was pre-recorded and may not reflect the most current information available. We have some uh, some guests on the program right now. Please let me introduce you to Stephen Corey. Good morning. Good morning. Lynn. Good morning. Uh, also, Michael McGuire. Good morning. And Betsy. And I'm I'm hoping I pronounced this correctly because if I was going to pronounce it the way that it's spelled, I would say borer. Perfect. Uh, That's but perfect. Is that right? Okay. Did Laurie not go over these? With uh, you? <laughs> well, let's just say maybe my ear was not hearing correctly. Okay. I'm going to say so. Betsy Bohr is here also, and you guys are here to talk about fine arts at the Magnolia. So, uh, who wants to uh, tell us first what's I think happening? Betsy should. Betsy founded this thing and brought yeah. it out, and it's phenomenal. 
Mm-hmm. Tell us about it, Betsy. Ah, uh, gosh, um, I don't know how to even put it in a nutshell. Um, uh, Fine Art the Magnolia is uh, an art show that I produce and with my family. Mm-hmm. We are the Boar Gallery LLC, and um, the only way I could talk about Fine Art the Magnolia is to talk about how it's possibly the accumulation of my whole life's work. Mm-hmm. Oh, goodness. Wow. Uh, everything that I've learned as an artist I've brought to this show and created to be able to bring the arts to the community in a different way, a more relaxed way, mm. a way that they could engage and talk and with the artists and learn more about the arts. It's phenomenal, you guys. It's, uh, it's an indoor show at the Magnolia Building downtown. Um, you know, August is... Really nice and cool here in Lakeland, Florida. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so everybody wants to be outside. But Betsy figures she should change it up and put it inside. There you go. Um, Thank goodness. The show, the venue's fabulous. It's it's absolutely beautiful in there. I've done the show since the beginning with Betsy, and and what she's come up with here is just phenomenal for Lakeland. She's taken a bunch of different art genres, and and put them in one building. It's not all painters. It's not all photographers. It's not all potters. It's a nice selection of really fine artists in all these different genres. So mm. when you go in there, you're going to see a wide selection of art. All for sale. Um, okay, I was going to ask that wonderful. next. Is yeah. it just an exhibit, or can people purchase uh, the art if they like it? Uh, and they probably will love some of it and want it. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's an exhibit of their body of work. So mm. you'll see all, all their work that they have available. You can talk to them about it. Learn so the about artists will be present then. Yeah, the, so art, the artists are definitely present. That's, a, that's yes. an awesome thing about this show. Yeah. Is, you know, you, you go to a street show and, and artists are sitting in the back of the booth reading a book and you don't talk to them. You walk in their booth. It's not really inviting the bo- in the booth. And mm-hmm. This is totally different. These artists are here to talk about what they do for a living, how they do it. Um, and it's just, it becomes, you become friends with these people. You're not only buying their art, but you're becoming friends with us because you get to talk to us and, and understand the process we're doing. Yeah, and I'm always amazed about, about how much uh, the uh, arts culture lives in Lakeland, and this is just another example of that, if you, if you ask me. and uh, uh, a, a place where, I mean, you can go to the Polk Museum of Art and you can see all kind of uh, cool exhibits there, and that is a great museum, but uh, something like this where you get to meet the people who are creating the art and uh, hear what they're all about, uh, are many of them local, or do we have some people from out of town? Probably a mix, I would guess. Oh, they're all from the state of Florida. Okay. So, And many of them are local, and many of them come in from as far as Jacksonville mm. or the Panhandle. So um, part of that uh, that Magnolia does differently is that it brings that the arts is authentic, that these are their livelihoods, and we put that into very much of our marketing of the show where we go into studios and we we exhibit and show that they are working artists and this is their livelihoods very which nice. is wow. leads us into why it's so important to support the arts yes i was going to say uh, <laughs> i was introduced to, uh, uh, to michael mcguire as a he's a patron supporter tell us what that means uh, it means that i help fund the show um and and many people do um what uh, Stephen was saying, I think, uh, leads into the fact that this is a very personal show. Mm. You can go to festivals and see between 100 and 500 artists sometimes, and it get, can be a little overwhelming. This is 19 working artists creating exceptionally fine art. And as Stephen said, you get to meet them and know them. Um, Betsy's family produces the show and produces a video 
of the new artists that come in every year. There's four videos, four different artists being featured in this year's video, which is available for viewing at theboregallery.com. And um, you'll get to see who they are and how they think and how they operate. The the videos are very uh, illuminating. And um, the, uh, the opportunity to be involved as a patron is really a privilege because this is this is not a festival. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is a fine art show, and and it's it's really quite magnificent. And isn't it true that you're going to have artists actually creating their pieces there at the show, right? Um, no, no, um, okay. they they aren't creating at, at the show. They're okay. exhibiting their work there, okay. but you can definitely speak to them and talk okay. about their process. Oh, uh, cool! All right, I right. saw I thought I saw one of the uh, artists that you uh, had on Facebook that you did a special. I guess a promotional thing. It, that, it, you're you're probably speaking of our featured film. This is what I was talking about, yeah. where we go into their studios. Um, that's part of my production crew, mm-hmm. and we film the artists in their studios talking about their process. That's part of Magnolia's message: mm-hmm. is that the authenticity of the artists that they are creating this work by hand. They are taking these things out of their imagination, mm. turning it into a tangible thing for the public, for people to enjoy and engage and learn more about the arts. Yeah, I enjoyed that very much on Facebook. And, and so, if I may, mm-hmm. I have uh, used a quote from G.K. Chesterton over the years. I have done some art myself, and I found it to be um, sort of inspiring. He said, the essential difference between a thing constructed and a thing created is simply this. A thing constructed or made, like art, is loved after it exists. A thing created mm. is loved before it exists. Mm. Oh, yeah. And that's what these artists are bringing to you is their essential nature. Right. They're exposing themselves and who they are. Many art shows feature people who buy and sell stuff that they didn't actually create. And that's a little, yeah. you have to be a little wary of that yeah. when you mm. go to big shows. Gotcha. But all of these people have their heart and soul in it. And that's what the video shows, as a matter of fact. Um, and you get, to, you get to understand a little bit about what motivates them. Well, That's awesome. I, I don't really have a, a any visual art talent, <laughs> but uh, I, I like to write, and I do understand uh, about sharing that and uh, how it makes me feel when I share that stuff that came out of me. Um, it, it's, it gives uh, him emotions. Yeah, he gets into his feels feels. emotions. I don't like feelings. Yes. Uh, he has feelings. <laughs> Stephen, tell us uh, about your art. Uh, what will people see when they uh, um, look at I do, yours? I do uh, nature art, wildlife and landscapes. And uh, mm. this is right along Michael's message. I go out and wa- in the wild and, and watch these things. Um, mm-hmm. That's my thing. It, it's, it's what tells me what to paint. It's the closest I feel to God out in nature. It's what I do. I go out there and hang out, come back to the studio and create it. And, and Michael's right about when you sell a piece. I've got airplanes circling around upstairs all day long, just waiting for an air, waiting for a runway. And that's that's what nature does. You go out there and you think this will work really well. This will work really well. I can't wait to put this on a canvas. Mm. So I paint. But when I do these paintings, we do reproductions of the paintings and we do originals. We present two different things. So that's a point too. There'll be price ranges here for everybody. Good. And that's that's what we want too. You want people to start buying art, and and so we have price ranges for mm. everybody. It's not going to be really up top there all the way. So um, I go out there, I study, I come back, and I paint. And when you sell something, you sell a part of yourself. You oh, know, when yeah. I was a young artist, guy was like just tender. 
people would come in booths and say something about the work and just crush you, you know, and they don't know it. <laughs> yeah. They're just, they're yeah. just, oh man, you really drew this or wow, you should think a lot of yourself or man, that's really expensive. And oh, that bird doesn't really look like that. You know, as a young artist, <laughs> it just crushes you. And as you get better at better at this, your skin gets thicker and thicker. And pretty soon you're yeah. like, you know what? I saw that thing. I'm pretty confident in what I did. There you but go. so I do wildlife and landscape. Um, and again, to their message, each one of these artists, they're, they're thinking about these pieces in their mind. They're nice. creating them. They're coming up with stuff that's truly unique to their form. It's beautiful stuff. I, I really want to see that then, Betsy. What about your art? What is it that you're be, you'll be sharing oh, with her us? Her art is beautiful. Um, it is. It is I, beautiful. I do actually have a booth in my own show. I'll be exhibiting my art as well. Um, I paint uh, emotions and feelings and expressions that come directly from my life experiences. So um, it tends to be abstract in form and but uh, in message, I suppose. It's, what, it's beautiful. How, how, I think it's good. Yeah. I think it's good that the artist is there. So if there are any questions, uh, you yeah. can answer it. But see, then I have problems uh, too when people ask me questions about things that I've written, and uh, I was like, "Did you did you listen to it?" <laughs> I pretty much just said everything. <laughs> is, is you want well, you want more of me? Uh, let me just rip some more out for you. Here you go. Uh, but, Again, uh, emotions are very <laughs> difficult for him. So. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. I apologize. Uh, it is. Uh, it's fine art at the Magnolia. It is coming up uh, uh, this weekend, right? The 19th and 20th. Yes. Yes. Uh, it's opening of this August. On open to the public mm-hmm. too. It's at, uh, of course, the Magnolia Building. It's uh, it's uh, 10 to 5 on Saturday and 10 to 4 on Sunday, and we look forward uh, to the show. And everybody can come out and everybody can get some art and get some culture in your life. That's uh, always what Lakeland, uh, you know, surprises me with, uh, that people don't really know how much culture is here, how much fine arts we have. We have musicians, we have uh, actors, we have artists, we have uh, everything right here in our town. And it's great, in my opinion. So uh, thank you very much for coming on. Uh, Stephen Corey, Michael McGuire, Betsy Bohr, thank you. It's Fine Arts at the Magnolia on Saturday and Sunday this weekend. You're welcome. Thank Thank you guys for (laughs) coming in. Appreciate it very much. This program was pre-recorded and may not reflect the most current information available. And joining us now on the program, he is the sheriff of Polk County. Uh, he has filed for re-election, and you will vote for him again. I'm positive. Uh, sheriff Grady Judd is here. Good morning, Sheriff. Well, how are you today? I'm fantastic. I just stumped for you, I think. I well, I did. think you did, and I appreciate <laughs> that a lot. You know, serving the people of Polk County is my lifelong dream, mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed being your sheriff. I thought we'd talk about some sheriffing business today. Well, let's do that. Well, do you know that I don't always talk about the SWAT team? You know, they don't get talked about much until you really need them. Right. Well, I'm going to talk about the craziness of the business that we're in anyway. Okay. So from May of last year until April of this year, 11 months, we didn't have to call the SWAT team at all. And when the SWAT team was called in April of this year, it was not for our deputies. It was for the Lake Wells Police Department assisting them on a high-risk event. Okay. Well, and then we just needed to start calling our SWAT team again on June the 30th. So you figure this out, is with all the population, 
for almost 14 months, we didn't have to use the SWAT team. That's a good thing. That is a good thing. That is. Mm. But then in eight days, we had to call them three times. Oh, my goodness. That's, uh, that's right. Good thing they trained all those 14 months. So they train and they train and they train. And I'm so proud of the deputies that work on the SWAT team. So here's what occurred. About eight days before the last call out, which would have been June 30th, the Highlands County Sheriff's Office chased a car in Dyer County where a guy was holding his wife or his girlfriend hostage. Mm. So he was smoking methamphetamine. We would have guessed. Yes. And finally we got him boxed up and got the vehicle stopped. And he tried to run through the edge of an orange grove and got stuck. That was a good thing. So the chase was over. Then he was threatening to kill his girlfriend. Oh, no. That is never a good thing. No. Just speaking from experience as a law enforcement officer. So we finally talked him into giving us his girlfriend in exchange for a bottle of water. What? Uh, yes. Here's <laughs> how little he thinks of his girlfriend. Yeah, exactly. He was thirsty. Yeah. Or how much he thinks of a bottle of water, whichever right. way you want to look at this. Sure. I happen to think that my wife's worth more than a bottle of water. Yes. But Good. I'm not so <laughs> sure she thinks that about me. Just, just but, 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 you know, you don't have a meth-addled brain either. Right, sure. that's, that's true. true. That, that's true. true. That's true. Good point. So then, of course, now we're trying to arrest him because he has done all kinds of criminal hibachery, as we say. Okay. So he decides that he's not coming out of the vehicle. So we introduce some chemical agent to the vehicle. Because, you know, you can't hold yourself hostage. You know, that's just one of the rules of the game. Right. And at that moment in time, he shoots at our deputies. Oh, no. And he actually hits one of them. Oh, goodness. Oh, wow. Yes. The good news is the deputy was treated and released. But at that moment in time that this single guy starts shooting at a SWAT team, the SWAT team shot at him. Right. A lot. Mm-hmm. We arranged his meeting with Jesus that day. He won't be shooting at anybody else. Yeah. He won't be shooting our deputies. So that event ended. And then on August 7th, week later, we had a fellow once again shooting. He's in his neighborhood shooting his gun all around his neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Well, as we started investigating this and sending deputies, he ran back in the house, and we determined that he should not even have had a gun because he was a convicted felon. Ah. Ah, but he had multiple guns. Oh, did he now? And he was shooting around. So we arrived, and we find out that he had a dead animal in his yard. Apparently, he just killed an animal and Mm. didn't bother appropriately burying it shooting in his, around his neighbors and, you know, drugs had something to do with that as well. This is drugs on the second one. Let me guess, meth? Well, a little, we didn't see meth on this one. Oh, no. But we did see marijuana. Mm-hmm. Ah. And so, but, but, you know, it doesn't mean there wasn't meth. It's, we just didn't find it at the time. Well, he, so he, he didn't it. want to come out of his house, right? <laughs> right. I just can't understand these people not cooperating. 
So we introduced what we call chemical agent, you may call pepper spray, into his house. Once we did that, he did not want to stay in that house as bad as he thought he did. Mm -hmm. So he came right out into our arms, and we took him peacefully into custody. Yes. Well, the very next day, we find a vehicle, and the driver has a warrant for 11 counts of child pornography. Oh, goodness. Yes, he has is, he is left Jacksonville and Duval County because he did not like the plea negotiation, and he said he was not going to prison. So we chased him around Mulberry, and finally we cornered him up just south of Lakeland and north of Mulberry. And we got him to engage in a conversation. Hmm. And as we say, we conversated with him for four hours. Four hours? Oh, man. Four hours. It sounded like he had a lot to say. Yes, we just could not talk him out of his gun. Mm. And he held to his head, and he threatened suicide, and he was not going back to prison. And we couldn't take him back to prison. Well, you know what? You took him back to prison. No, 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 no. He was right about that. After oh. about four and a half hours, he shot himself. Ah, uh, anyway, thank you, Sheriff. We appreciate you talking with us, and uh, thank you for taking care of us and keeping us safe in Polk County. Uh, I believe one of the safest counties there is. Well, crime's at a 51-year low, and that doesn't just happen. It's law enforcement, the community working together. But, hey, every now and then we get to see a crazy criminal that makes our job <laughs> that much more fun there you go thanks sheriff Uh, have a great day and uh, we'll talk to you again soon see you soon and that wraps up this week's edition of the program thank you for tuning in and join us again next sunday for polk county this week polk county this week is a public affairs presentation of hall communications